RadioInfluence.com. You've seen Chef Ryan Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Ryan Duffy on Radio Influence. Friday, Friday, Friday. It's Friday. Duffified Live Day. I don't know why Friday is Duffified Live Day. It could be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think it's Friday because Jerry... P-Tuck from RadioInfluence.com told me that these shows were going to go live on Friday mornings. So Duffified Live Day is Friday. And this week's episode um, is something that's really going to be fun. Uh, You know, we all have met the CrossFit person. We've all met the, uh, like, warrior runners. We've all met OCRs, which are obstacle course runners or races or something like that. And we've all kind of met people that have something that has changed their life for the better. And they're always talking about it. There's an old joke that I love to hear, which is that um, an alcoholic, a pet rescue, a vegan and a CrossFitter all walk into the bar at the same time. How do you know? Because they tell you. That's how you know. I've dated, uh, dated a CrossFitter once before. And literally, it was the conversation that happened on a daily basis. Okay. I have dated people. I have friends that are involved in pet rescues. And it is a conversation of choice on a daily basis. Okay. But one of the things that I like is there's something different about that Spartan world. Okay. So the Spartan world is a series of obstacle courses and races that these guys do and girls. And one of the things that I found through the some of the people that I've talked to or engaged with or something like that is that they've all kind of had a moment. There's a poignant moment in people's lives where they make a choice to do something differently. And for me, like my poignant moment was a divorce. 10 years ago, almost 11 years ago, I made a decision that I was never going to say no again, that I was going to try to do everything in my power to look at life and grab it as much as I can, to exceed the expectations that I had for that moment within my life, okay? And it's, it's something that I constantly look back on it. It's, it's the moment where the world of Duffified began, um, where I had a, an ex-girlfriend who I spent a tremendous amount of time with many years. We were together and she was there during that time. She was there during the rebirth of me, who I am to take me to this position where I am today. And you guys hear me all the time that I talk about my career, my career, despite the fact that I've been in it for 25 years as a chef or 24, that, that my first 10 are, are really times that I reflect on that I can never change, you know? And then I've got my last 10. My last 10 are always evolving, ever evolving every single day. Like I learn something new. I have a new experience or I, I find out a different way to do things. So for me, like that was my poignant moment. And I think that those, those times sometimes show up in so many different ways. You know, I have, I have friends of mine, like, uh, you know, my, one of my best friends, uh, is a recovering alcoholic. He hasn't had a drink in 18 years now, I guess, or no, I guess it's less than that. 15, 12, 12 years, 15, 16 years, 
almost 17, I guess. And, and you know, he just doesn't look back on it. He says, yeah, every now and then I have a craving. But but there was a poignant moment for him where he decided he just had to stop. Did it cold turkey? Didn't go to meetings? Didn't do any of that stuff? I have other friends of mine that are just, you know, we're raging alcoholics and very high functioning alcoholics that take that, you know, the 12-step programs, the Friends of Bob W or Bill W. Like they take those things and that is their method of getting through it. And then I think that there's other things that happen to people where they find a group or they find something that they've never done before and they dive headfirst into it. And that's kind of where today's show, oddly enough, is going to go into. Um, I am the type of person that I'm very intrigued by other people's lives. I'm a people watcher. I'm I'm an interviewer in, in, in so many ways, a psychologist, a, a, a therapist, somebody who really enjoys listening to people and asks really odd questions um, because I'm very interested in other people's lives. I won't why people do things. So my next guest is somebody who uh, I have uh, followed for a short amount of time, probably the last three or four months, whatever it is. Um, and, I, and the initial reason why I followed this person is because she was a very attractive redhead. Okay. Not in a, a romantic way, a sexual way, anything like that. I always look to find things that could inspire my daughters. I'm a man. It's what I am. I've raised my girls as a man. I want to make sure that my women, my women, that my daughters, that was that was by no means a Freudian slip in any way. They are my girls, my daughters, my friends in, in odd in an odd you know kind of roundabout way. They're my friends as well. I'm still a parent to them, but they're still my friends because guess what? They're pretty fucking cool. And if I were their age, I would totally fucking hang out with them because they're super cool. But I'm always trying to find, I'm not, I don't want to use the word role model. I, I like to use more of an inspiration. So when I saw, uh, this person's Instagram and I initially saw this, this, uh, angelic face, this long flowing red hair that reminded me of my daughter. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. I'll dig in a little further. And I, and, you know, I just liked the first page or whatever I followed. And then I started to go through the pictures and I started to see like Spartan racing and actress and all this other stuff that was really cool. So I shared her image with my daughters. I don't know if they follow her or not, but my girls get me. They know that I'm weird. I send them stuff all the time. Like, Oh, check this out. Look at this. You know, the other day it was a puppy with a cleft palate. You know, and the week before that, it was a very uh, uh, inspiring speech that I had heard from a friend of mine named Jen Groover, who's a very, very um, uh, uh, empowering person for women, for business, for for life coaching, the whole nine yards. Um, and you guys have heard some of the women on my show in the past that are empowering, inspirational women. So for me to see somebody like that, I wanted to share that. So I'm going to share this individual with you guys. I really hope that you gain um, something from it. And I think that one of the things that she says before we really even start the interview or the conversation is the simple fact that she just nailed it by saying, all you got to do is cross the start line to, to begin. You know, so that's how I'm going to stop that. That's how I'm going to leave it. Uh, I want you guys to do me a favor and you know the rules with this. We curse, we talk loud. Um, and there's really nothing that is held back in any of the conversations that we have. So ladies and gentlemen, do me a favor. Welcome to Duffified Live. We're talking to Perry Lauren today. 
All right, what's going on, Miss Perry? Hey, how's it going, guys? Real quick, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell us, one, who you are, two, what you do, and three, how we can get in contact with you without having your phone number. Sure. Uh, well, my name is Perry Lauren. I'm a good old Jersey girl, an actress, uh, an obstacle course racer, and you can find me on Instagram, Spartan Chicky. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So just so everybody knows, uh, my method for getting people on the show is all about people that, in, that, that interest me. Okay. Whether they're friends of mine or not, basically it's about people that interest me. And then I just want to have a conversation with them. So right before we got on Perry, you asked me, you're like, why am I on your show? <laughs> why, you why are you doing me? this? <laughs> exactly. So I honestly don't know how I found you, but somehow you came across something, whether you had liked something or somebody had liked something of yours that I had known, whatever it works out to be. And, and I started to follow your stuff and I started to follow, especially the Spartan stuff, Yeah, which is pretty wild. So, I mean, and by the end of this, you're going to be signed up and running one just so you know, yeah, 47 yeah. years old, Perry. you are 100% fine. sure. I'm a, I'm an ex rugby player of 20 plus years. Then so you are in perfect shot. condition. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Next, she's going to tell me about CrossFit. I'm just yes. talking about it. Ooh, uh, maybe. That's okay. All right. I dated a CrossFit girl. And she was fantastic. For a while. She was awesome. She was yeah. a super cool chick. We never saw each other with my travel schedule and her CrossFit schedule. That's fair. That's fair. She Rarely had her time and she couldn't make it work and she wasn't willing to compromise. I understand. I think it was more me Ooh. really than any. That's okay. But it's, I fly a hundred thousand miles a year. So it's really not an easy. It's world. not, not at all. No. Okay. So you grew up in Jersey mm-hmm. in Marlboro. Correct. Right? Wow. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I did a research. Cool. I, I'm a fan of your website. I mean, look, oh. at this day you want to find somebody, there's a really cool website called Google. Everybody oh, can find it. I've never heard of it. It's cool. It's nice. Sometimes you just type goo and like Google comes right oh, up. It's how many nice. O's? Yeah. There's you only mean? two. Two? Okay. There's only two. Yep. Okay. Yep. Two G's, two O's, and L and an E, and you're good to go. So, okay. So you grew up in Jersey and then you started getting involved in like acting and all that stuff. Like how? Yeah. Like why? Uh, why? Uh, my mom was like, you're a very quiet nine-year-old. And uh, she saw a flyer for singing lessons and it was listed as like, we'll bring out the, your child's personality and make her less of an introvert. So we had no idea that uh, I would be a great singer. Uh, and so nine years old to about 2021, 20, all I did was musical theater. Once I found that, that wow. was, yeah, that I can't, the time went by so fast. Um, it's like, I knew what I wanted and knew what I wanted to do. And, uh, once I found it, I was, I just hit the road, hit the pavement and was, I was going. Um, so yeah, I've been an actress as long as I can remember. What was your first role? <laughs> um, I was I a minstrel in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. A minstrel. A minstrel. They have minstrels in the story of Min- of Snow in, White and the Seven Dwarves. This one they did. Uh, it was like a mixture of modern music and Snow White. So I remember singing like, um, 
at the end of the show, we were like, imagine me and you and you and me, no matter how they cross the dice. I'm like, this doesn't wow. go long, but here we are singing the song. <laughs> that's, that's the Beatles. They threw some Beatles in there. Was that Correct. the Beatles? Like, the end, I can't see me. Imagine you and me. Oh, no, no, no. You. I don't know who does no, that. No, that was uh, like, uh, uh, come on, Jerry. Jerry, help me out here. Jerry. It's Jerry, a, we need you. It's like a weird one. Imagine you and me. Google it. Na, 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 na. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't. But okay. yeah, that's my right. first one. But it's like it's like Fredman's Fredericks or something weird. Oh, isn't it? I don't know. Everyone knows it, it but is. no one knows who's saying it. Herman's Hermits. Hermits. Herman. Herman's Hermits. Never heard right? of that. Unbelievable. Imagine you. I'm literally googling this right now. <laughs> See. Because I have. To. Okay. Imagine you. All right, there no we go. No matter how they cross the dice, it has to be. Well, there, and no, you know what? You know what sucks, Perry? It's an actual movie. That if I just type that in, lyrics, L. Oh, that sounds close right. Hermit, hermits, like hermit crabs, have a shell similar to a turtle. Six degrees of separation. Right, I exactly. feel you. Okay. All right. So, so through your whole time frame, basically mm-hmm. from being a kid, yeah, up until. You were 21 or 22, you were doing musical theater. Correct, yeah. Like, were you doing five shows a year? I mean, was it something that was yeah. outside of school or inside of school? Uh, I did it in school. I, ironically, very rarely got cast in my high school musicals, but then went on to, I would, like, go to summer camp at Stage Door Manor, the rival of French Woods, um, and was always cast as the lead there. So I would do three or four shows a summer, and then I would come back and do, like, three or four shows over the course of the school year. Uh, and then I went to school at the Boston Conservatory. Um, and... It was, it was everything to me. It was everything. I mean, and, and this is something that your mother pushed you in, not, not pushed you in, but basically led you into to kind of yeah. pull you out of your shell a little bit. And she, and I mean, she was right to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's pretty cool. I mean, is your, was your mother involved in your career? <laughs> I mean, was it something that she just did just at the moment or was she like, Hey, like I've got a redhead kid here. So funny you I ask. <laughs> So she was actually, after all of this, was the least positive that I would have any type of career in this. Uh, Every time I went to an audition, she's like, don't get your hopes up. Don't expect much. She was very pessimistic (laughs) about the whole thing. Here's Um, a glass of water. Not full, just so you know. (laughs) Exactly. Like I get a phone call the day after auditions at stage door and she's like, well, Perry, just so you know, like there are a lot of kids there. And they called her back. I was like, I got the lead. Um, But (laughs) my dad was really supportive. He would become stage manager of a lot of my shows and he would take me to all my auditions and he was very involved. And I think it was, it was good to at least have him because then I was like, yeah, let's prove mom wrong. And, uh, so I had that extra like oomph, but, uh, but yeah, no, she still to this day calls me. She's like, are you okay with money? Oh, and, God, Cause I'm so an cool. actor. <laughs> of course, of course. And now you live in New York or are you still living in Jersey? I still live in Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. No, it's so a wait, great. Now that's, I mean, I love that whole section of Jersey alone. My, I, my, I dated a woman for like seven years who was from an Alapin. Oh, fin- oh, so right that's not there. far. Right. No, it's I right actually there. take it's the like bus exit. into the city from an Alpin every day. Yeah. 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 I love New York. I've Me got, too. I've got to spend time up there. Where are you? It's just the vibe. The, I live in Philadelphia. Oh, 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 
okay, you're like right down the street. Yeah, um, I, exactly. Yeah, I drive up and then uh, I have actually found parking in my car, Impressive. parked on a side street. Yeah, like 100% legal. <laughs> Free parking. And because uh, I'm in and out of there all the time, I do a lot of stuff for Food Network and all that right. stuff. So I'm up in and out of there all the time. Right. So, um, so did you think it was weird that this like chef wanted to talk to you? <laughs> Um, yeah, a little bit. I was like, I, I had taken a look at other people you had interviewed and listened to some other podcasts. And I was like, oh, there's like famous athletes and like all these really impressive people. And like, I'm just this like tiny redhead on social media. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I was really, I was, I'm so grateful and like honored truly. Well, so, and it's weird because like you and I've never spoken before. No. It's literally my assistant. Like I, we have, we have a file called Trello. It's an app that I use on my phone where if I find somebody who interests me, I screenshot their um, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook or whatever it is, their kind of profile, or I've even like taken pictures of people on a billboard Mm. and said like, I want to talk to this person. And so it kind of goes in that way. So then my assistant reaches out to you. Hey, we'd love to have you on the show. So I I always ask like, uh, usually off air, I just ask people like, what, what were your thoughts when this like random dude just wanted (laughs) to talk to you? So uh, my, my thoughts were immediately yes. And she was like, wow, thanks for the quick response. I'm so excited for your, um, for your, for your excitement. Uh, I guess you never yeah. heard back from someone so quickly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but a weird. I, no, I, I, I had actually seen you like my stuff and I had seen your, your page before. So it wasn't that weird, which also is weird because it's oh, like cool. social media makes us all not really strangers. Um, so yeah, I wasn't weirded out. I was intrigued and honored and felt a little like, Oh, <laughs> well, cool. Well, I mean, one of the, so my daughter's a redhead. Ooh. So especially when I see somebody who's doing something that's super cool, like in the redhead world, How old is she? to me, that's just super cool. She's 18. Oh, okay. She's an adult. Yeah, she's a super cool cat. She's four foot 11. Oh, she's a coxswain on crew. Yeah. Nice. She's just a little one. Pretty funny. It's and to think about the fact that she's eighteen, but we've always like um, uh, we have a great we for a while there had a really cool little hashtag called Chasing the Ginger, Ooh. where she would cover her face whenever I would take pictures. <laughs> so there was like a year there where there were there were just the only pictures of her was her covering her face, and like people in the airport would be like, "Chef, dude, you're gonna get her one day. You're gonna get her one day." Nobody else tried um, to get her. So- Oh, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, now you just took it to a whole nother fucking level. Yeah. Like now, now it's like I'm, worldwide. Like, why are not random people just trying to take pictures of my daughter? First off, <laughs> my daughter would tell them to go fuck themselves. Fantastic. So I kind of raised her with uh, with a uh, a little bit of an edge to her, you know, because she's a, I mean, she's four foot 11. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's gotta, you gotta, you gotta stand up for yourself. And especially as a, as a female, I want my daughters to grow up to be super strong and independent and the whole nine yards. So I've raised them to kind of have a set of balls, if that makes any sense. Maybe she wants so. to run a Spartan race with me. She, uh, prop, she, you know what? She would do anything cause she's up for challenges. Cool. She would love so, it. Sounds yeah. From what I'm so hearing, she's, she's cool. thriving on it. <laughs> So what brought you like where, so, okay. So first off, I want to go back a little bit. Okay. Your, your 
basically started like nine, 10 years old yes. to start doing the, the, the musicals and, and all of that stuff. Yeah. And it's it, like, that's a consuming part of a kid's life, Very especially much. for something that's so specific. It's not like all of your friends are playing field hockey with you and you guys are, are muddling through it together. Right. Like this is acting. This is a personality. You're, you're, you're pulling something from inside of you. How are you doing this while having a normal life in and outside of school? Um, I think what actually ended up happening was that I didn't really have much of a normal life outside school. I, I had my friends who were in theater and it is, especially in Marlboro, especially in central Jersey, the community theater scene is very close knit and it's very competitive and you do tend to see the same people a lot. So, um, I switched I switched schools my sophomore year of high school. So I, I lost a lot of contact with my friends and I just sort of threw myself into theater. But I remember it always being that way to the point where when I got to college um, and I, uh, jumping ahead a little, became severely depressed afterwards, I realized that I had done very little wow. to like figure out who I was and how I function in the real world and have a real life because I had played so many roles and, and after sure. school, all I did was go straight to rehearsal and just, you know, delve into other people's dialogue and becoming someone else. So, um, when that happened, I realized that I never actually took the chance to build up my own, my own life and build myself up. Right. Well, that's such a tough time as well. I mean, cause you're literally finding out who you are during that time frame. you know, through trial and error, uh, making stupid decisions, yeah. doing shit that your parents tell you not to do. <laughs> and then at that same time, you're playing, you're playing roles Correct. of other people and you're diving into it. I learned a so lot like, while playing other people. Uh, um, so many different, you know, so many different circumstances that you're forced to feel your way through at a, like a young age. So I definitely learned a lot about that, but ne totally neglected the part that's like, you're, you know, figuring out who you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's like a big, that's like a bold statement. Like when you think about it, it's like a big thing. I mean, you focus so much on other people and, and other roles that you had to play that you never really had the opportunity to find yourself. So, so you get into college, you realize now that you're kind of depressed and, and I mean, what brought you out of that depression? Hmm. Uh, it took a long time, about four and a half years um, I was, it wasn't until I allowed myself to let go of the past and say, nothing's ever going to be the same. Nothing's ever going to feel the same. You can't, I wasn't able to get back on the same track as before. And I just had to let go and start from a blank slate, like be reborn and just, um, wow. yeah, it was, it's crazy. It was so crazy. But, uh, I was like, what can I do? And I would, you know, go out for a walk and I'd say, I'll go for a mile. I can control that. And then a quarter mile turned into a half mile. And then all of a sudden I was running and it was still the only thing I had was like, yep, I'm going to go for my run today. Um, and it slowly started, you know, filtering back into my, my real life. I was making some more choices, um, doing some more things, even though it all seemed kind of futile. I was like, how am I ever going to have some semblance of a life again? Uh, until someone told me about off school course racing and I ran my first Spartan in 2015 and it was like the whole world opened up for me. I had realized, nope, I'm still mentally strong. I'm still physically capable. I was throwing myself into one of the hardest things besides, you know, depression that I've ever experienced and telling myself I'm going to beat this obstacle. And as soon as my brain sort of realized 
that I had that in me, um, went home Sunday, Monday and was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on this. And every time I trained or raced or ran it, that perspective just took over my life. And all of a sudden I was like, this is what I want. I'm going to get it. And that was the switch for me. Wow. That's kind of a cool, I mean, I hear, I hear a lot of people that, that find themselves in that world, like in that kind of depressed state, not really sure what to do, that they do kind of find that push through exercise and especially in challenges, challenges, like they're really cool, small things. Like you said, like you started out, you know, walking a quarter mile Well, I'll do a half a mile tomorrow. Like even for me, I mean, look, I'm, 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 I'm a bit older. I, I, I travel a tremendous amount. I don't make it to the gym or do the other stuff, but I love my walks. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like getting a dog for me was a huge deal yeah. because I, I, my, my kids were getting older. I now had a puppy at home with me, you know, and my walks became this major play to the point that I walk, you know, sometimes six, eight miles a day now. Nice. Just getting her out or going out for my walks at night. I mean, there's times where I take my walks at night and I, I, like the other night I, I literally looked up and I was like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> like I had zero idea. It took me. Isn't it, it me so exciting when you're seconds. lost? It's so like refreshing. I like being yeah, lost. Yeah. And I that's do, like, whether it's driving or, yeah. or walking oh, yeah. or on a, like I ride a motorcycle a lot or, and I also mountain bike, but, um, there's I'm something. Race my butt. There, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, what's funny is I was always very athletic. I started playing soccer when I was four years old, like big time soccer. And then, you know, played psych soccer through high school and college. I was a wrestler. I played rugby for many years, 20 plus years. Um, I just, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just got older. And I never mm-hmm, thought about mm-hmm. doing any of the Spartan stuff. One of my like best I said, I have my a, goals for this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going until I I hit my goal for this conversation. Okay. So <laughs> how many how many events have you done? Probably around seventy. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And so what is, what was the what was the toughest one that you've done? The New Jersey Ultra, which I actually have another this Saturday. So in two days. No way. Really? Yeah. 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 It's a uh, wow. it's thirty. 32 miles and 65 obstacles. And it's at mountain Creek in Verdon. The, shit. Yeah. That's where you go skiing. So, um, it's, it's one of those things that you forget what it feels like every time you cross the finish line. So you're like, I'll do that again. Um, and I have to keep doing it every year. Everyone's like, why, why? And I was like, cause it's the most challenging thing you'll ever do in your, in your year. And every time you do it, you, you push your mind and your body to, to new limits and you're changed. And how, how can you say no to that? Ugh. I remember there was a woman that I had met years ago. She was friends with my ex-wife who was, um, she was an ultra racer. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That an totally ultra makes- racer. Yep. So she does like 150 miles in Egypt through the desert. That's insane. Like, like crazy shit that they do. Now it's not like the Spartan that you guys are doing. I mean, so you're doing 32 miles with how many courses? How many, how many obstacles? 60, 65, 65 obstacles. Yeah. How long does that take? you? Um, between 10 and 12 hours. Jesus. Look, <laughs> that's craziness. And I'm saying it's craziness. Not the fact that you do it. Like I, I get, I mean, and obviously as a person who doesn't do that, I go, Holy fuck, like 10 hours. It's, like it's, you literally, are you 
you're moving for 10 hours. Are you running? Walking? Uh, I mean, you just can't. Uh, running, walk, some walking aggressively, uphill, hiking. Um, yeah, all of it. It goes by so fast. I know you don't believe me. But. No, no, I totally do. I mean, trust me. I, I, I like, I mean, adrenaline alone does wild things yeah. to our bodies and to our minds and every other part of it. And the fact that you're able to push through as much as you have to do. Look, I get it. I mean, I, I totally get it. The mind and, and, and in reality, the confidence that you receive from that mm-hmm. is massive. Yeah, you take it. I mean, it, it lasts rough. a whole year. Oh, 100%. We are addicted for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So how did you start how did you start into that world? Um it was a friend of mine. Her name was Kat, Catherine Danielle, uh basic half white girl. And uh, she was like hold on, I think hold you're on, hold on, hold on. Did you say basic half white girl? Yeah, that's what she calls herself <laughs> on Instagram. So she's black and white. Yeah, beautiful. And well, kickboxer, runner, like so fit. Yeah. Add ass. Okay. She's awesome. And a friend She's of yours. Best friend. Yes. She was like, I think what you need to do is run a Spartan race. And I, before then, all I had heard from some guys that I'd run like a Tough mutter with was like, you can't do a Spartan race. It's hard and competitive and no one's going to help you. And I was like, awesome. And completely shied away for like two years. Uh, now, is and- it, is there a difference between mutter and Spartan? Yes. So Tough Mudder definitely preaches more of the team building aspect of races and it's based, it's non-competitive. They only added a competitive wave last year for the first time. So you usually sign up, there's no competition. You're not racing to beat anyone and you're racing in big teams and a lot of the obstacles you were, you need to rely on someone to help you. And Spartan's the complete opposite in the competitive waves where you can have no help. Everything's very individualized. You're racing for the podium. Um, but then of course the, the open wave racers, which is 99% of the racers who you can do whatever you want when you get out there, help each other teams, walk, run, whatever. Okay. Yeah. So now could a Spartan do a mutter, Totally. Horse. Yeah. So, so you could, I mean, it's not like, I mean, mutter. <laughs> They're like, are, stay are out, Spartans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Spartan leave. There's definitely um, a little bit of a, like a thing going on between the, the people who are like diehard tough mutters and diehard Spartan racers, right. but you every, we welcome everyone at every OCR. It's one big family. <laughs> okay. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And you've done close to 70 of them. And, and how long has it been? Uh, started in 2015. So you've done close to 70 of these in four years. So almost, I guess almost 20 a year. Jesus Lord. 15. One hour to you later. 18. Yeah. Thanks. It's amazing. So, now, so CrossFit, Spartan, mm-hmm. Mudder, three totally different worlds. Correct. Oh yes. The controversy between the three. Ugh. Yeah. It's Well, you know what they say, like a, a, a CrossFitter, a uh, a vegetarian and a pet rescue all walk into a bar. How do you know? Because they tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like as soon as you walk through there, I mean, you and I, as soon as we started talking, you were like, you should do a Spartan. <laughs> yeah. It's like you guys get a Spartan. Like you should be a vegan. You should try CrossFit. No. <laughs> Jerry, podcast over. No, I'm She said you. vegan. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I've always like kind of been a little proud of myself for not being like that with people. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a massive, the psychological benefits of what you're doing are unbelievable. If you think about it, 
And I like, want to share that. All, it's true. As you should. I mean, that's a big, it's a big thing. I mean, it's not like you're, it's not like you're giving me a flower in the airport and I'm all of a sudden now joined your cult <laughs> and David Koresh is my best friend. Like you're talking about a mind over matter, a physical, something that literally tests your brain, your body, endurance, every single thing for 10 fucking hours. And that's what I try to try to explain. I try to take the perspective like that. I was just like nobody. I wasn't athletic and, and you may feel that way about yourself and think this is so scary, but like you can do it. And I truly believe that it does formulate like new neuro pathways and new brain connections. And all of a sudden you're just seeing the world in a new way. So I, I do my best to just inspire people to, to do something new and something that scares them. And then and just see for themselves how it can change their life, whether they believe it or not, just, you know, cross the start line, walk, do whatever you have to crawl, whatever you have to do. Um, because we stop playing as adults. I really feel like we stop exploring when you're a kid, when you're, you know, you just, you just do everything with like reckless abandon with a smile on your face. You'll fall downstairs as a kid and you're like, ah, and then you get up and try again. And we just lose that as adults. And we, sometimes we just stop growing and we stop and we shy away from things that make us uncomfortable, but we can only grow if we, we, you know, put ourselves into these situations. And I found something like Spartan race, like CrossFit, whatever to, to put me in that place and push through it. And I mean, there's, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. (laughs) It's like, but but it's, it's something that, that, that changed your life. I mean, it was something that, you know, some people find God, mm. you know, some people are born again. I mean, I, I, I listened to a born again Christian speak yesterday and the, the passion and the vigor and the enthusiasm she had for what she was speaking about was a major play. And, and uh, look, I'm, I'm a spiritual individual. I'm not going to get into, you know, my religion or any of that stuff, but her love for what she found. And she's so, she's so excited and she, and, and so empowered to speak about something. Look, I get it. I get it. There's something that changed your mindset from yep. a place that you were before and it happened to you in a natural manner. It's not like you took a drug right. and all of a sudden you're doing something that's superhuman. Like you trained for this shit. And, and I, I really like what you said, which is you just have to cross the start line. Mm-hmm. Whether you're walking or riding a bike or whatever, there's a gentleman who was on the show and I'd love for you to follow him if you can. Sure. His name is Adam Keys, and Adam was on the show. He's been on a couple of times. He is a triple amputee. He lost two legs and an arm and in an IED explosion in Afghanistan. Wow. Four of his... Um, four of his Humvee mates, guys that he has trained and practiced with for years, all perished during this time. And about two and a half months ago, he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro on 11-inch prosthetics. Amazing. I'm trying to find him. There's so many Adam Keys out there. Well, so his is, uh, I can't remember what his, his thing is. I'll, I'll get you the information for it, okay. but he is, uh, it's called one step forward. Actually, if you follow that on Facebook or whatever, okay. but he is, uh, he's a stand-up comedian oh. and he actually jokes and he's like, I know I'm a stand-up comedian and you guys are questioning that, but I'm actually standing up. I want you to know, like he just jokes about every part <laughs> of what he does. And, and you're standing at, staring at a person who has had multiple, I think he said he had 17 surgeries on his legs alone. Wow. Yeah, and I just found him. Amazing. 
such a great dude. Yeah. Such a great guy. There are a lot of people like him in our community as well. Um, It's unbelievable. Oh, there are people climbing like Lake Tahoe mountain with, with no legs and just using their wow. hands to walk on. And I mean, they're unbelievably inspiring. And it's great because the, the OCR community is starting to focus more on, on these individuals rather than like their elite races. OCR, break it down, break it down for us. Yeah. OCR, what obstacle is it? What course is racing. Uh, Say it again. Obstacle course racing. Okay, just our cool. little, our little like shortened little OCR. Um, right. But yeah, those are the people who are, are going to really get people off the couch. Not, you know, the, the, elite racers who are superhuman, we can't relate. I mean, we can't relate to these people either, but if they can do it, oh my God, so can you. Ugh. Well, let me think of this guy did, he climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, 11 yeah. inch prosthetics, six days later, hand cycled the New York City Marathon and then the Boston Marathon. Insane. I believe. Incredible. Super awesome dude. You guys should totally connect because he's a rock star. Yeah, I just added him. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Tell him when he, when he just tell him we're friends. Cause Adam is, he's just a wonderful person. And I'm done. I'm literally, I can't wait to go see some of his stand up because I, I've heard he's amazing. That's, so. uh, I'll go he's with great you. on the show as well. Yeah. There we go. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, so, okay. So, so you do this, I mean, look, you're, I mean, are, are you ever getting like banged up doing these events? I mean, this is a question that I have because obviously you're for anybody who can follow you right now, you're a beautiful woman, you long red hair. I mean, you know, it's, it's the unicorn of the female world. Like uh, that's how I feel about redheads because I, because, because I made one. Like I think she's one of the coolest human beings. And I honestly believe that a lot of it has to do with her red hair, her, her personality, her confidence. You know, there's a lot to be said about somebody that looks completely different Mm. than most people do. Mm. I mean, yeah, we're spicy. We're spicy. Oh, trust me. This kid is spicy (laughs) as shit. So, um, uh, I mean, it's a big thing. I mean, and now here's my question though. Are you ever like doing a race and you have, you have to go for a shoot or do a commercial a couple of days later and you've got like a black eye because you fell? Um, I've gotten really lucky where nothing like that has happened. But okay. um, last year I did have a shoot for ooh, Special K right after the day after the ultra, which is normally like everyone's laying in bed for 24 hours. Um, and they were like, hey, how do you feel about eating these like, peanut butter protein bites for the duration of the shoot. And I was like, you have no idea how great this is going to be. Um, and I mean, my hands are a little beat up. Um, my arms tend to get a little black and blue. Uh, my, my elbows from crawling, but the face, I mean, knock on wood has been okay so far, <laughs> but I do get a lot of like, yeah, it's right here. But, uh, I get a lot of like, are you okay? Is everything okay at home? Um, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Everything's fine with my fiance. Like we're great. Um, <laughs> but like I rip, I rip, uh, calluses all the times at my, on my hands. And when you go to castings now, they're like, show us your hands. And I think it's to make sure we have them, but I'm just like, don't judge these please. Right. Like, so I don't know, but I, I wear it as a badge of honor now. They usually ask how I get them and they get really excited when I tell them. So I think it works in my favor. Now, is your fiance involved in this world as well? Not even a little bit. Mm-mm. Not even a little bit. So Not even what does your fiance bit. do? Uh, he's an IT. So he's a okay. computer guy. All right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So he's a computer guy. So does he, does he exercise at all with you? 
No. <laughs> Nothing at all. Not at all. I'm like, okay. I, I mean, I love him to death. I don't know how I found the one freaking guy who's like, I don't really care for the gym. Not even a little bit. Uh, like, how did that happen? Oh, I'm like, don't you want to do leg day? I mean, arms, anything. No. But he got, he has abs all so, on his own somehow. Okay. That's yeah. what you know what it is. Cause it's, it's, it's the leaning towards the computer that builds the abs. Mm, yes. It's sitting straight in that chair. Just working that core. <laughs> <laughs> now, does he have like the wheelchair or have you ever seen the, the lean chairs like where it's just for your butt and your knees and it forces you to sit up straight? Have you ever seen those? I have seen that. Um, yeah. He has just a good old fashioned uncomfortable chair. black chair. I'm looking at it right now. And just so you know, people right now are listening to this going, why the fuck are they talking about a chair? <laughs> <laughs> because is, anybody who's important. listening right now, this is um, Perry and she is a chair expert. I am the chair expert. If you sit in a chair, Water. please put both feet uh, firmly on the ground. Do not cross your legs. It is bad for your hips, lower back, psoas, sartorius, and IT band. That's sure your do. that's your learning for the day. <laughs> okay. Caught the first and the last part of that. So we're, we're good to go. Oh, good. So, okay. So now leading into all of this stuff, I mean, when you're doing your races and your training and, and all that, I mean, how much, how much time are you spending? I mean, are you going to a regular gym? Are you just working out? Is there like a secret Spartan gym? Ooh. I do a little of everything. Um, okay. For about a year and a half CrossFit, I'm sorry to have to bring it up again, has been my go-to, my favorite. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like tiny little race races every day where you're like, for the next 20 minutes, you're going to race against yourself to complete this workout. So I get a little taste of that, which I can't have every week because there aren't races every week. Um, but I also go to the gym and do like your good old fashioned weightlifting because I found that CrossFit is very like um, cardiovascular. It's strength, but it doesn't build your physique the way you want. You have to do the... Um, you have to do the other stuff too. So when you're looking at a CrossFitter and they look insanely fit, they're not just doing the wads. They're like spending their time, you know, lifting weights too. Um, sure. And then there are obstacle course gyms now. So people open like mud, sweat and tears in Verona, New Jersey opened a gym, I believe last year. And it has every possible Spartan obstacle you can think of there. And they run classes based around that. So you're doing an obstacle, then you're going for a run, then you're doing an obstacle and then you're doing deadlifts. Um, so there are gyms dedicated to obstacle course racing now, which is so fun. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I know I see stuff all over the place and, and as I travel across the country and a lot of times I'm in smaller towns and, 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 and stuff like that, that I really do see, I mean, you know, whether it be an MMA gym or mm -hmm. something like that, just kind of popping up all over the place. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just, I never, you know, I guess like these words are going to come out, they're going to sound weird, but I never really knew that it was just that big. And I honestly had never heard of Spartan before. So Really? Until, yeah, until I started to follow you, I had no idea. Yeah. That's unbelievable to hear, actually. And like super yeah, cool too. Heard. Like good for you. I don't know how you see you stayed so stayed far away, away for well, so It's long. very easy. It's a choice wow. that has been made for me. So, <laughs> um, so are you, do you have like sponsorships? I mean, is that a world that, that lives within the sport that you're doing? A little bit. Um, you have to be one of the top, top to have the bigger, bigger ones where you're getting paid a lot of money and they're sort of funding your, uh, career. But I've definitely had brands that I partner with and we work together, whether it's like exchange for 
per product or some kind of like affiliate um, program. Um, it's usually brands that I've already worked with. Um, okay. I've, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, tar- I'm starting to talk to, I don't know if I can say it, but um, a brand called Snapback and they make complete training clothing. So it's true compression that you can put hot and cold therapy pods into when you're training oh. or when you're recovering. And I'm, I'm going to be talking to them shortly. Um, there are definitely a lot of cool opportunities. Um, and, uh, funny that you ask, I recently wasn't invited back to the Spartan brand ambassador program, which I thought was so weird. <laughs> Cause like, that's all I do. Yeah, that's and odd. I know I'm a little sad, but I'm like, I'm sure they have their reasons. Um, but sometimes uh, it's an overlook. Did you reach out to somebody and say, why am I no longer involved? Yep. <laughs> oh, <did>. damn it. <laughs> I was so hoping you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to do that today. No, <laughs> not at all. I just instead, I pulled on a bad cord. <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay. Everything for a reason is what I preach, right? So uh, I've, I'm working with them in another capacity outside of the brand ambassador program. So I'm still involved. It's just, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I won't be a part of that for this year. Um, (laughs) but I guess I'll still promote for, for free for you since that's what I do daily. Um, yeah, it's okay. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some cool stuff in the works this, this year that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. So now in, in this, where you, in this world that you're in right now, so you're, you're an actress plus you do all the Spartan stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that your job? It is my job. It is uh, your job. So you're, job. I mean, you, you, and it's weird. I mean, I know your mother says like, do you have enough money and stuff, <laughs> but you always hear, I mean, the first thing you hear when somebody wants to be a, an actor or an actress is, you know, like if my daughter, that's what she said to me, I'd say, okay, go for it. But what are you going to do to supplement yourself during that time frame? Sure. I mean, so is there something that you do to supplement your, your income if you're not working? In the past, I had done a lot of background work, uh, bartended, um, Focus groups are a great way to make a dollar. <laughs> like, How tell funny us your- is that? That's fucking right. It's like an easy 200 bucks. Yeah, they pay really well. Um, and they call me all the time and I won't say who they are, but they're like, Perry, you're an actress, so you can pretend you have a baby with a, and you run with a stroller. Get out of here. I love it. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, of course. Um, sure. And nowadays, luck, I've been fortunate that the commercials that I do just sort of, what, even though sometimes they're very- far between each other have covered the cost like yearly or my goals for the year. Um, social media has helped me make some money, which has been fun. Um, do you have a lot? I didn't, you know what? I didn't even look. Do you have like a lot of followers on Instagram? Um, I have 18, 18.6. Okay. So yeah, you're up there. You've got good stuff. And once you get over 10 is where things start to really change. Yeah. Things change. People start finding you. Like, like you. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, you just get I mean, random emails and you're like, oh, okay. Yes, of course. I love your product. I'd be happy to do a post with you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, look, I, I mean, I, I spent all my time before I'm a Twitter guy. And well, I don't understand Twitter up. at all. So you might have to teach just me. Fight, just fight with people. Really okay. talk about anything and people will tell you nasty shit. It's just, it's, you know what it is? Twitter is a little bit more, if you follow the right circles or the right people, I feel that it's a little bit more of a, of a, of an uh, intelligent conversation. 
if you do it the right way. Mm. Facebook is about like bitching and complaining about stuff. Yeah. Instagram is really more about let me show you who I am and what I do. Yes. And Twitter tends to be much more of a conversation. Um, I, I, I have met some wonderful people on Twitter like physically met these people um, that have become good friends. I mean, there's, I think it's pretty cool that in this world, this is, we can have people in our life who we've yep. never actually met before yeah. and you have conversations with. It's, it's, I mean, it's opened up the world for so many people and created so many new opportunities for like all of our generations. It's really an unbelievable tool when used correctly. But at the same time, we all have to realize that it's not real life. Right. That's like one of the, hardest things to get into. You know, you, you can post whatever you want, but you're not posting about the fact that you were depressed prior to going to college because you didn't know what you were going to do. You know, I absolutely like, do post that. Mm. Well now, but now you do, because now you have a voice. True. That's and, fair. And this is give. And this has given you a voice to be able to do that. And you do it in a positive manner. You're not out there bitching and complaining about <laughs> politics. But if you are, I'm just going to delete you anyway. I'm not and even allowed, even if I wanted to, which is great. What do you mean you're not allowed? Um, I actually, I did a, a job a year ago that was like, you need to go through and make sure anything political is deleted. And for as long as we have you, like, you're not allowed to talk about it. So I'm... I'm, I've been removed from ever really being allowed to talk about it again, which has been awesome. Good, because it's a horrible conversation. Yeah. It's, fr it's stressful and frustrating and you, nobody wants to like, listen. They or don't. Unless listen. you're telling them what they want to hear. They wanna hear. And that's a big, scary part. That's a big, scary thing that are in the world that we live in now that we can't have, because I mean, you know, like we can't have educated conversations about religion, politics, things that we truly believe in because yeah. it's just, everybody just gets it angry. If you don't, if you're not saying what they want to hear, then they just get angry. Exactly. It's just bad. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I listened to my parents on the front porch, you know, as a kid growing up, having, having educated debates with Nate, with my neighbors, you in know, like and, and everybody way. in a right? very civil way, not like people telling you you're a fucking asshole because of somebody <laughs> that you voted for. So I had, I just, I have a show coming out. Uh, I'm not supposed to say that. <gasps> I've been working on a project. I've been working on a project and they had to do a background check on me. And I have 32 pages of me using the word fuck. Amazing. How great to have you frame that. Social media podcast. I'm shocked at the amount of shit that they came back with. They were like, you need to, you need to get rid of this. And I said, look, once I get second season, I'll play that game, but I'm not doing it for a first season. So, um, and they were cool with it. They were like, all right, well, it's you who it's who you are. So yeah. there's nothing you, we can do. If you want me, you have all Second of me. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's, so what, what are your plans? I mean, what's going to happen next? I mean, do you have any like big roles coming up or are you just really oddly enough, just focusing on the fact <laughs> that you have a massive race coming up this weekend? That is actually it. Yeah. Uh, I have this, I, once this race is over, I think I can free my mind up for some other stuff, but uh, I did you know, shoot a commercial Monday and Tuesday. I have one that should be airing starting at the end of the month, which is for Garnier. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not, but uh, well, it'll you, be- It's on your website. It is, yeah. It's on my website, but that'll be I on your TV it. It soon. Good. Thanks. It you was very- good. Thanks. It was personal. So actually, whatever you think we've talked about today, it was what they asked me at the audition. And that's uh, what we did that's for the commercial, which is really cool. It should be. Yeah. Um, and know, then- I mean, we're all really, we want to find out who the real people are. And when you can do something like that, that's real, it's fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, never would I have thought that everything that I had gone through would ever benefit me in my, in my life. I was like, there's no way this is going to be useful. And it's been the most, I mean, everything that our struggles are the, the, the most useful and it's what makes us who we are. Right. So I'm grateful for what I went through. Would I wish it on someone else? Would I want to do it again? No, but accept everything that you're struggling with. Just accept it, own it, welcome it, know that you're going to get through it. And everything that you learn is going to be some of the best stuff you've ever learned. And then you'll apply it to the rest of your life. Yeah. There's some cool shit out there if you do it the right way. Yeah. And I find that just getting outside literally opens up so much more. You know, you're sitting inside, you're stuck in four walls. Even if you're, you know, even if you have windows, you're still inside of four walls. I mean, there's something about that little bit of sweat on your brow or, you know, that, uh, you know, just sticking your feet in, in some water in a, in a Creek. Like, I mean, I'm a huge fan of being outside. Oh my gosh. I mean, Uh, did you hear that in some countries now they're prescribing nature as medicine? Well, Uh, There was a guy that I knew who was from Miami and he was a, he was a manager, like a restaurant manager, but he was, he was like in the upper echelon of it. Like he he had come in to help out a company that I was working with, change the management program. And about two months into it, uh, and this was, he came up, I guess he got into, into Philadelphia around October and about January, I remember him just kind of be like being kind of a dick like really just unhappy. And, and we started to talk for a little bit and, you know, we talked through a couple of weeks and then about three weeks after him and I started to talk about the fact that he was being a little bit of a dick. He said he ended up going to a therapist and the therapist was like, go to a tanning salon, (laughs) go to a tanning salon, (laughs) get some light in your body, get something, get that. Cause he's so used to that sun. Mm. from living in Florida that it was the gray and kind of the doldrums of where we live was just ripping him apart. And so that to me was a huge, and it said to me like, probably get the fuck out of the house, get out of the kitchen, like go and do something. That's why as soon as my race season starts and I'm out on the trails, I'm like a whole new person. The winter is tough for me. Definitely. Yeah. So now before you're training and everything, are you up to, are you changing your diet? Is there like a regimented way in which you're doing this stuff or are you just kind of balls to the wall all leading up to it? Um, I'm a macro counter. I know how many grams of carbs, proteins, and fats I'm getting daily for, you know, my goals before this race, particularly it's, it is a little more of like, I'm going to eat all the carbs and I don't care where they come from, uh, which is awesome. So it's like my little cheat week. Um, right. I'm like, I already know I've planned my pizza out for tonight. I know where we're going. I know how much I'm having. Uh, it's, it's best really. Um, and then right after this race, I kind of go back to normal. Uh, I'm probably going to cut a little, I've been sort of on like this little bulk. So I feel a little heavier than I'm used to. Not that anyone cares or would notice, but, um, uh, I'm very regimented. I like following strict rules and, and, you know, nutritional and supplemental guidelines. Um, I have to try and take as good care of myself as, as I can. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's It's not, it's big, it's a full time job. Another one. Totally. I mean, like between, are are you a meal prepper? No, no, I know. Okay. Because meal preppers crack me up. And don't get me wrong, I've done it like I've gone through stages of stuff where I've had to shred weight. And I've had to do stuff for di- different things, you know, For because in my career, look, just because I'm a chef, it, being a super fat, uncomfortable guy doesn't play well on camera. 
So, you know, I mean, I've got to drop weight during certain things that I do when I have regiments, when I do stuff as well, Mm -hmm. you know, before I shoot a commercial, I do, I try to drop a boatload of weight. You know, if I'm doing a regular, if I'm doing a series of something, I do try to watch what I'm eating and what what my intake is. And I know the effects of what going out for wings and a couple of beers on a Tuesday are going to provide to me for Mm -hmm. Wednesday morning. Mm -hmm. Plus I know how I'm going to look, which is not good. So I, I, I really do try to pay a lot of attention to what it is that I'm eating on certain times. Don't pay attention to my Instagram world at all because um, I've been off for the last bunch of weeks. So I'm good. 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 Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's a tough world. I mean, it it's is. a tough world, especially with you, what you guys think. So it's funny that yeah. you guys are like, I get the carb load up for you, but is there other things that you're loading up and you're really fully digging into this week? Is it protein? Is it vegetable? Um, what is it? Water, for sure. Uh, staying hydrated yes. enough, but not overhydrated. Um electrolytes. Um, I keep, I try to keep my protein up, but it tends to be hard to fit that much food when you're upping your, your carbs, uh, supplements like turmeric, ginger, iron, magnesium, all things that your, your body really needs to function properly. Um, and just like active, active rest. So you're not sitting around waiting for the race. You need to sort of keep yourself in a, in a moving state without over, stressing your body. So, you know, light cycling or light weightlifting, um, stretching, things like that. Now, do you think that preparing for roles in acting and stuff and the, the experiences that you had for as long as you have, have kind of assisted you in this preparation for racing? I think that's, yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, I guess the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I definitely can like remember what I'm supposed to do and very clearly. And, and wow, that's a tough question. I know. I know you, I'm like, I didn't have to explain <laughs> why am I going into detail at all? No, go into detail. This <laughs> no. is a show. We want to know. You know I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you, you can tell me to go to hell. And I'd be I'll like, sing, all right, I'll no sing you a song. Um, uh, yeah. No, the discipline for sure helps. Yeah. And I, the it way helps. I can retain information that's useful helps. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you're teaching courses, is it, I mean, are you, are you studying the course prior to, or is this something that you're like, I've got this, whatever they throw at me, I can handle. For someone who's never heard of this before, you ask really good questions that everyone else usually asks who's been around for a long time. Good for you. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I look at the map and I know maybe when I should have a little bit more fuel for like the next set of obstacles coming up. Um, maybe I look for when I might need to take out like my gloves for a specific obstacle, just sort of pre-planning. But truthfully, a lot of people will say you don't need to look at it at all because you're going to go up and you're going to go down and you know what the obstacles are. But for this ultra, I, I'm a little bit more religious about when I eat and how I eat. So I like to, to know when I'm going to have like that bigger meal for before, like the bucket carry, for example, because you need a lot more strength. Okay. All right. I got you. Yeah. Now, what is your ultimate goal with, well, I know back up. What Mm -hmm. is your favorite obstacle (laughs) and what is your least favorite obstacle? My favorite obstacle. Can it be two? It's the rope climb and the monkey bars or the rig. Seen a lot of rope climb on your Instagram. I love it. 
like as soon, cause I never thought I'd be able to do it. I was like, there, I literally said, I'll, I'll never climb a rope when I ran my first race. I was like, this is going to be the thing I never do. And now we expect it. And I learned how to climb a rope by watching it the other day. Oh, that makes me so happy. The <laughs> way that you kind of hold on to that and twist your ankle to pull the rope back around and then yeah. you use your other foot in place. I never knew that. So there you go. Yeah, I'm so happy. Now, you, did you try it? Okay, so slow down. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> when you do. I got a lot yeah. of shit to do this week. I have a lot of shit to do this week. So, And clearly um, you have just ropes lying around. So, I just, uh, My office is on the third floor of my house, so I'm actually going to go out and buy ropes. Honestly, do you want to know what I'm doing? What I have, I have, um, I'm hanging Edison lights, the outdoor lights, you know, mm-hmm. like you see in like New York and everything. Yeah. I'm putting them in my backyard and I ordered the cable that you tie it to. And I thought it said 65 feet, but it's <laughs> 165 feet. So I'm not climbing a goddamn rope, Perry, because I've spent the last two days untangling this fucking cable. I'll climb it for you. Okay. Okay. Well, I, once I get it straight, you can climb it. But if you challenge me to come room. and climb that rope, I will actually, I will drive out there and climb it for you. Why don't we do this? Why don't I challenge you to untangle it? Mm. And then we can discuss the climbing of. So you just cable. fully admitted that you have not untangled this rope yet. I'm so close to having okay. it fully untangled. <laughs> I'm really close to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, we're, st- we're, we're backing off. Okay. <laughs> favorite is, are your ropes. Okay. And then what was the second favorite? The rig, the multi-rig. The so rig. it's, it's got rings, uh, ropes and like a bar and you have to traverse across it. Why are you not doing American Ninja Warrior? You know, I would love to try. It's also a whole separate sport. Uh, it is. people okay. are very, Seattle, Seattle. very nimble. Yeah. Like it's a whole nother I feel like there were certain things I could do and then things I would be absolutely terrible at. So they have ninja gyms and I haven't really gone to any yet, but maybe it's like the next step. I don't know. I have friends that are producers on the show. Oh, well then it's the next step for me. There you go. Okay. (laughs) So what is your absolute, what is the worst obstacle? The bucket carry. Like, okay. How much, how much weight is involved? I feel like it's like, what is it? It's a, it's a, Home Depot size bucket filled with rocks. Five gallons. Okay. So five gallons. And I'm a tiny person too. Like I'm five foot one. And it just takes such a toll on my lower back when you're carrying it for like a quarter mile. And sometimes you're like climbing with it and you're like stepping over. I'm just my, uh, my back. I hate it. Everyone dreads it. It's just, and I have to do it twice this weekend. So yay. (laughs) So excited. So favorite, uh, favorite pre- kind of race meal oatmeal with banana cinnamon and peanut butter i fucking love bananas and peanut butter i know it's so good it makes me so huge thing i'm an apple peanut butter guy i've done that like i find i'm like full-blown apples yeah i just hate cutting that's why i'm not a meal goddamn calories wait what you know the skin has so many has has a boatload of calories in it the skin of the apple? So like a cup of apples, a cup of apples, let's just say, and I don't know, I'm just going to make the number up. I don't know off the top of my head. Let's say that there's there's 70 calories in an apple. Okay. Whatever it is. With skin. Without skin, there's like 46. Whoa. Yeah. I never knew that. So 
when I'm really kind of, when I'm, when I've got to get, when I've got to drop weight and I usually can, I can fluctuate like 20 pounds, super easy, but a lot of it has to do with the way that I eat and what I eat and I eat in a super regimented manner. I'm, I'm super low, uh, low fat, very high protein, blah, blah, blah. But my big favorite snack is an apple cause it's sweet. Plus it's crispy. It's yeah. got a good crunch, but you cut the skin off and it cuts some of the calories back. So there oh, you go. Good to know. Isn't all the fiber yeah. in the skin though? Is the fiber in the skin? Yeah, I guess uh, so. Yeah, I'm good with all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'm not like dying for fiber. Dr. Perry okay. is like, We're just good. eat the apple skin. It's going to be okay. You just eat the fucking skin. You're going to burn it anyway. You're, you're, I mean, how many calories have you figured out? Like how many calories you're blowing through in a race? Uh, for the ultra, it's probably like 2000 to 2,500. Some of the bigger guys just probably go through 35. Daily to intake for a human. Uh, yeah. Now here's another question that I, here's another one. Uh, is the is the men's course any different than the female course? The course is not different, but some of the weights are different for certain obstacles. So their bucket is heavier, their sandbag is heavier, and their hercoist, which is like a heavy sandbag at the end of a rope, is heavier too. Okay, so that's the only major difference. So are there women yeah. that do the men's courses? In the open waves, Definitely. In the competitive waves, you won't really, you won't find anyone doing that because they want to, you know, place or podium. So they won't waste their time, but we've done extra laps and I've definitely seen women do the men's weights during, during, they won't stop you. They absolutely won't stop you. They're not going to stop you, but the chances of, of, of a woman finishing the men's course and placing is slim. Yeah. Cause they're, they're just not going to, the risk to risk it, I guess. Like if I, I'm right. going out to hopefully podium in the ultra, I'm not going to spend the extra time doing the men's weight or struggling through it. It wouldn't be in my best interest, but. How many times have you been on the podium? Um, oh, three times. <laughs> okay. Just, well, that's good. Yeah. That's huge though. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you're five foot one. You know, I mean, it's it, things for you are a little different than probably some of the other women, especially when it comes to reaching, grabbing, you know, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of different things that come in with that. The average female is what, five, 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 six, that does these things. And you're four to five inches shorter than that person. I also only race in my age group. So there is a whole group of elite racers above me who still beat me, even though they don't place because they're racing in elite. So like they're, they're like the best of the best. And then they have the age group category where you compete against, you know, 30 to 34, 35 to 39. So I'm in the 30 to 34. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What is your, and what are your, what's your meal? Because I'm a chef, I have to like throw this food shit at me. I know it's my show, but I have my own rules. What is your, what is your post-race one kind of ritual Mm-hmm. And cause, cause I think we all have rituals, even, even though we don't realize it. Like when I come home after a long week of working on the road or whatever it is flying and all that stuff, I go to my chiropractor, I go to my masseuse and I get a manicure and a pedicure. That's my okay. ritual when I get back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say it's more pizza. Okay. It's, uh, I always take like these specific supplements that stop me from getting sore so like glutamine, BCAA, protein, like I down it so fast. Um, and then I like to go to one of those um, like reflexology places and get right. like my legs and my feet massaged the next day. And I'm like, I'm really sorry about my toes. 
I, I promise there's a perfect legal explanation for the way they currently look. Uh, I do that with my hands because I'm a chef and I'll be like, it was a really tough fucking week, man. <laughs> Plus I was gardening, pay no attention to any of this. Yeah, like you'll now. go in with like a tip of your finger missing like from the day before. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, I, have the, I always have like, and the calluses, look, I get calluses yeah. as well. I get them in the same spot as my knife, but I get the, I get that same world. So I do. Um, so what is up, what's going on for Perry in the next year? I mean, what's your, do you have anything major coming up? No, I, I'm sort oh, of taking shit. a day. I know what, 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 what? <laughs> like, God, now I need things to do for 365. What's next? What's next? Um, Day to day, uh, like I have an audition today that I'm going to after this and uh, focusing on my training because like I'm really it, for, it's weird coming from a place of literally suicidal depression where like you feel like you have no future. And then now where I'm like the future is unwritten and I'm so excited for anything that could possibly happen in the next five minutes. Um, and that's sort of how I'm living, you know, uh, putting as much energy out there seeing how many opportunities I can create and people I can meet and just trusting the universe, taking it one day at a time. Do you meditate and go through all the good spiritual stuff? Uh, I don't meditate, but I do sort of run those uh, mantras through my head every day. Like everything's going to work out, stay in the moment, um, like trust the universe. Everything happens for a reason. It's kind of like always what I'm, I've got going on in the back of my mind. I'm a guided meditation guy. Like I think fan. I might get into it. Yeah. There's a great, I will, um, uh, let me see. I'll send you a link to a really cool one that was given to me by a friend of mine who lives in Brooklyn and it is Deepak Chopra's, but there's like, I can't find it anywhere. So I have to either email it or text it or something oh, to you. Maybe do. I'll try to send it through. Instagram, whatever, but there's some really, really cool ones in there. And one of the favorite one, one of my favorite ones is 22 minutes long and it talks about letting go of pain. And it's really just more about releasing, uh, releasing that, which no longer serves you. Yeah. And there's a really poignant moment where this guy, David G from the sweet spot of the universe in Carlsbad, California, tells you to take a dig, big, deep breath. And what I tell everybody is that just pay attention to the, if you don't listen to any other one that's on here, pay attention to this one part of breathing where he, he literally says to you like go ahead and take that deep breath and you hold that deep breath in and you 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 suck it in like you hold that breath and then he says now hold on to that breath and just hold it there for a minute and he holds and he doesn't count or do anything like that he just holds it and you start to get uncomfortable and your body actually starts to react to that and he says right now your body is no, all the oxygen that you pulled into the into your body, your body has used. You're holding on to something that no longer serves you. Hold on to that breath and you're still holding on to the breath. Your body starts to shake for a second and you get a little uncomfortable and he stops talking. And then he's like, okay, now release it. And it's one of the most cleansing things that, look, I'm-, I'm I just know, did it I've while you were talking. Voice. That's why I didn't say anything. And if you really <laughs> hold on to that, you will, it, it becomes emotional because you really, you're holding on to things that no longer serve you anymore. And just that one thing changed so much of my life. Like I, I don't even want, I don't even get involved in the dramatic bullshit. Right. Because right. you're holding I on to shit that this. doesn't serve you. I need that. Okay. Well, so I'll give like, 
I'm a safe individual. Give me your number, text it to me, whatever, send it to me on Instagram or something. And I'll text this over to you. There was a very wise person, a very good friend of mine who once said to me to keep what you have, you have to give it away. And she gave me this, this gift of this guided meditation that really changed my life. So I'm going to give it to you. So there you go. Perfect timing because I've been preaching all week, like how, when you, when you learn to let things go and don't fight for things that you've lost or aren't meant to be yours, it just leaves room for you know, new things to take its place. This is like really good timing. I am, I am a, I'm like the relationship advisor when I meet people, especially with my girls, because there was an article that's really cool. And it's just like a short little clip and it's called fuck yes, fuck no. You either feel it or you don't. And you're talking about a relationship. You're talking about something that you're thinking about spending the rest of your life with. And you either feel that fuck yes feeling or you feel fuck no. Like why are we settling anything less than what we truly need and deserve in our life? And with that being said, the funny part is that my spiritual guy, guru, my little, my favorite soul sister, I call her, called me 30, like literally as we were picking up the phone, Isn't that you and I to talk. Crazy. So it's like, men's, it's yeah, it's crazy. So it's the kismet, I think is what they're yes. calling it. So, I love that word. Um, Perry, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> That's my ending. I'm saying thank you for coming <laughs> on. I'm really stoked. Like we live in this weird world of where we're all intertwined in each other's lives at this point through social media, we've opened up the channels to invite other people into our life. And I know it's kind of a non, it's a really weird thing to do, but you know, I saw your stuff. I was interested in what you did. Like I said, the red hair really grabbed me initially because I always look for strong women that I can push to, into my girls to, to look at them as role models. Yeah. Um, and especially somebody who has red hair, like I, it was pretty cool that I, I passed you along to my daughter and now we're chatting on the phone. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate it too. I, I learned, I mean, this was amazing for me and like, honestly, so grateful to have this opportunity to, to talk to you. And I think you're amazing. So I'm, I mean, you're awesome. As, I'm going to say it. You're awesome as fuck. <laughs> I think we're going to, I think we're going to stay in touch and I think some crazy things are going to come of it. (laughs) Not going to lie. So So it's it's a weird world that we live in. And, and I've just, I've, I've made the choice to just reach out to people that interest me. So I'm glad that you replied back and apparently in an award-winning manner, according (laughs) to Sam. Talk to your assistant. (laughs) <laughs> she's the best. Well, that she poor is. girl, I don't know how she does it with me, but she's pretty cool. So, um, all right, Perry, do me a favor. Tell us yeah. who you are, what you do and how we can get in contact with you. Well, my name is Perry Lauren. I'm an actor and obstacle course racer, and you can find me on Instagram. I'm Spartan Chicky. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks Perry. I appreciate Thank your time you. and I will reach back out to you and get you all that information that I promised you. And, I uh, I'll be up in New York wait. in a couple of weeks. Let me Maybe know. We'll grab a cup of coffee. Let's do it for sure. Awesome. All right, cheers. All right. Thank you. dear. Cheers guys. So that is what I talk about all the time about out just one go after what you want it's just that simple um you know i I am a massive massive fan of the opportunities that we get in this life and and we all stare at our phone on a daily basis we look at it incessantly insanely maniacally constantly checking instagram and facebook and twitter and tinder and bumble and grinder and linkedin just to see what's out there and is somebody thinking about me did somebody like my picture is somebody does somebody want something from me? Is somebody going to piss me off? You want to have an argument? Fuck, go on Facebook and just post the word Trump. You'll create an argument. You want to have another argument? Post fuck Trump and you'll have an argument, okay? But 
we have an opportunity to use that little piece of technology down in front of us to, for, for bigger and better things, no matter what it is. I think that Perry nailed it so easily and so simply with all you got to do is cross the start line. So girls, boys, every single person out there, cross the start line. It's just that simple. It makes it a little bit easier to get to the end if you start. So I want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on Duffified Live this week. I'm a big fan of this show, um, and I really hope that you guys can uh, can can share it with everybody. Tell all your friends about it. Give us reviews, man. Go on to iTunes and review us. I would love it. Um, you want a podcast, you're interested in doing one or hearing more awesome podcasts, check out the boys from RadioInfluence.com. Trust me, they're brilliant. I love listening to these guys. I love listening to the variety of shows that they have. You have something special that you want to get out there and you want to talk about, I highly get in touch with you and Jason, then they can probably make that happen for you. So RadioInfluence.com are the boys to take care of this. I also want to thank Maggie Gagliardi for every single image that she does. She she works tirelessly in her real life, in her professional life, in her personal life, and then for her to be able to do this stuff for us is just a big blessing to me and for the show, and I appreciate that. Talking about Maggie Gagliardi, Maggie Gagliardi that's at M-A-G-Z-A-R-T. Mag's art. Michelle, Techno Solution does all of our web stuff. She's a brilliant individual as well. Does a tremendous amount of graphic design. Utilize her and help her support her family by doing stuff with her. Thank you guys so much for hanging out on Duffified Live. And I'm going to leave it real simple, man. Simple and to the point. Perry nailed it right off the bat. All you got to do is cross the start line. Take care. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified check mark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Law and Crime Network's Vincent Hill, and independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crushell. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.